What is going on, everybody? We're finally back with another episode of Tuesdays of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host from the road. <laughs> what it do? What it do? This is Jalen Prince. I'm going to go and apologize for some of the back audio. Uh, Jalen's out in public right now. Uh, <laughs> yep, I'm out and about. When I when I tweeted out in the studio, we do have virtual studios, so we we just is a the Zoom world, call. The world is our studio. It's yes, like sir. It's like dogs say, like the whole world is their toilet. The world is our studio. So I'm gonna go and apologize for any back audio. Um, I'll do my best to chip around it. But also, also if you, if, if somehow music gets on here, we're not we're not responsible, and we don't own any of the copyrights of like any song that might pop up. Fair point. So definitely want to apologize for the delay. Um, we we've talked about it on our last delays. Life gets busy. Things happen. Uh, this is coming up to the busiest time of the year for me with my job. So we're just gunning right into that. Um, but we're trying to get back on a consistent schedule. Looks like we're getting closer every day. So hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we can be back to posting regularly. So let's get right into it, man. Uh, we got so let let's let's talk about the news that everybody's talking about right now. Jim and I have talked about it when him and I recorded. Um, which that episode will come out after this, um, when it goes live. Or actually, no, it'll come. No, it'll come out before this. I think that one should come out Friday. This should come out Saturday. Um, don't worry about all that. <laughs> so that or we talked about it or during that episode, kind of this whole blindside situation with. Michael or speaking of speaking of blindside, I just told the waiter that um he asked me if I wanted any more wings. I said hold on for it. They brought me out some more extra wings when he was trying to figure out like what you and Jim were talking about in uh when the show came. So talk about talk about a good blindside on that one. There you go. So basically what's going on with that is um for those who don't know and for those who aren't paying attention, uh Michael Orr, we all saw the movie, Tim McGraw. Uh, Sandra Bullock and all the other people, you know, in the movie, we all saw that it was a feel good story, but like every single sports movie ever, it's not fully accurate. Like every movie based on one Oscar for that. Yeah, she did, but or, it might've been an Oscar. I don't know what it was, but the biggest thing with all those movies that I keep trying to tell everybody and everybody seems to forget this, they're changed for story purposes. Like, this is a feel-good story, but, like, so I, I tweeted about it um, through our account the other day. Uh, if you're looking for more background info on this, there's a dude on YouTube. We've shouted him out before. I'll shout him out again. He makes fantastic content. I'd love to get him on the show at some point. Um, but Flemlo Raps on YouTube. Uh, dude puts out fantastic content, fantastic stories. Um, really kind of does a deep dive into a lot of these different things out there. Um, but the one thing, he he did an episode on this about 10 months ago. When basically saying the whole thing, he actually had, I think, pretty sure he interviewed Michael Orr. And what he was talking about was like, look, he's like, it's a cool story, but it's not entirely true. You know, it puts what everybody likes to forget. Michael Orr was already on his way to being the top prospect that year. He didn't have to learn the position of left tackle. He he was playing left tackle already. Like everybody seems to act like like if if you go based solely on this movie, he was just a big dumb kid who happened to be athletic and really good at football, which is not at all the case. Emphasis on the word big. 
Yeah. So it's not at all the case. It's not what happened, but it, it makes a great movie. So that's a why of, that a lot of these movies that are based on true story they improvise to be able to fit the level of show business that a lot of people would like to see. Absolutely. It's never gonna be like a hundred percent accurate. No. So first of all, it leave Tim McGraw and Sandra Bullock or Sandra Bullock alone. They had nothing to do with the actual story. Leave them alone. Sandra Bullock keeps her Emmy. Uh, 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 keeps her award. Yeah, like it, let it <laughs> we can talk about something following that later. Um, but it would with Sandra Bullock and Tim, like, leave them alone. They had nothing to do with us. They, they're they not the Tui family. But what ended up happening was apparently Michael Orr uh, is suing the Tui family for money. He says that uh, there was a conservatorship that he signed when he was uh, he had just turned 18. They had a family lawyer there uh, that says that they are basically to help his recruitment to Ole Miss. Because they said you couldn't play there, you know, as a kid because it looks bad. But if he's part of your family, it looks better. But this is a way for them to legally make him a part of the family without actually full-on adopting him. It was a quicker process. Okay, so fine. they did a conservatorship to where they basically represented him. Like, it, it's he's suing the family because uh, apparently it, if if the grievance is correct, they got $225,000 apiece. And then they made 2.5% royalties on the movie. On box office alone... That is seven over seven million dollars a piece. To where Michael Orr hasn't seen a cent of that. His career earnings are about thirty-five million dollars, which is a whole lot more than you and I are ever going to see. But, <laughs> but the thing with that is, it, it, it seems like it, the way it is with everything we talk about on the show all the time. Get your money. Get your money while you can. And if he was robbed out of his story. They're profiting off of him, then he should get his money back. And exactly, SJ went on some barstool podcast and said, like, oh, you know, he he threatened this, you know, whatever. Um, but he did actually, I don't know if he did it on purpose. He apparently said he threatened this a while ago. I don't know if that's true or not. There's more coming out with this um, as we're recording this, and there, I'm sure there'll be more that comes out after we talk about this, but. As of recording this, SJ was on some podcast. The actual one, not the kid who played him, apparently said something about how Michael's threatened this in the past. I don't believe that. Um, and he might have known about this, but he might have been trying to get the paperwork together and everything to kind of go about it. So maybe he did know about it. Maybe he has threatened it. I'm not really sure. Um, but he basically uh, he admitted, actually, to, I don't know if he did this on purpose or not, but receiving money from that movie and receiving SJ royalties. SJ or or SJ, the little kid. Okay. So he's not a little kid anymore. Okay, so SJ like uh he received money. He received money from this. Okay. So he they talked about it on some Barstool podcast. I don't remember the name of it. I don't they got six million podcasts. I don't listen to any of them. Um <laughs> I just saw the clip. We're in the heavy podcast here, though. Yeah, it was like I just saw the clip. So, like, it, it's apparently he's admitted to that. Um, Mr. Tui came out and made some claim about how you know, yeah, we love uh, we love Michael when he was when he was sixteen or seventeen, and you know we're gonna love him when he's thirty six. You know, it, it's sad that, and I, I'm he he may talk like that. He may ah, not. So I don't know. Ah, so there's a limit. Hmm. 
Yeah, it, basically what they're saying is like, it, it, I may be doing a terrible impression of the dad, but when I think old, rich, white guy, that's the that's the voice I hear. Old, rich, southern, white guy. Now, t- now I'll tell you what. <laughs> we're going to love him when he was 16, and we're going to love him when he's 35 and still making us money. He didn't say that last part. Um, but it like they had money before this. At least not out loud. No, and they've been profiting off dude since this story went public, basically. So it, it's there's still more info coming out. If you're looking for more, if you're looking for more info on it, again, go check out Flimlo Raps. He does a great breakdown of both before and after this thing came out. Um really kind of explain. You really want to learn how to do a true southern accent, go watch Bray White. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Bray Wyatt. If you can do your best on Bray Wyatt impersonation, that's close enough. There's a couple southern accents you can do, or to spend enough time where you and I went to school, and you'll you'll find a couple. <laughs> you'll you'll find a few. Or Tennessee. Or Tennessee. But um, anyways, we're getting off we're getting off track here. It, it's personally for me, if this is all true, and he hasn't received a dime off of his own story. That that's that's just wrong. I mean, that's his story, his life. And if he was if he was basically tricked into a conservatorship because he trusted these people that seemed to be doing this out of the goodness of their heart in his eyes, at least, it's messed up. It's messed up. They if if they can prove that there was a royalties commission on this, they can prove that they got all this money, and they can prove that he didn't receive any, which is pretty cut and dry with. You know, you can look at bank records. You can look at anything like that. You can talk to the producer. This should be a very cut and dry case. You can just look at recent history in general. Um, You hate to hear about it because, again, Blondstadt was such a feel-good story. A lot of people that are really not heavy on doing a whole lot of research about certain movies, they just like something that's, you know, that's really good to watch, that's heartfelt. And if somebody were to tell them, it's a based on a true story. Okay, they just gonna take that, take the word for it without doing any background research. So they like the fact that this get out, the people that you know don't really do a whole lot of research on that, they're gonna feel, you know, they're gonna feel disappointed. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's it's disappointing because you hate because you hate to hear about it because this movie came out so long ago, and um, Michael Orr, he's had a like he's had a pretty good career. Since he's been in, since he was in the NFL and stuff, so he had a decent uh, career. It's the the he had a decent career. Yeah, the thing that he always took issue with is something that I actually agree with is how he was portrayed in the movie. He was portrayed like a big dumb idiot. That you know, this never would have happened if this family hadn't you know scooped in and saved him and you know gave him this life type thing, which isn't which isn't the case at all. Uh, he was already being looked at by colleges as an elite offensive line prospect. I think the thing is, it's not even like, look good. I didn't look at it or kind of get the feel of a, like him being seen as a big, dumb idiot. I got the feel of a, just a guy who, the way he kind of grew up in the area that he grew up in, mm-hmm. he just didn't know. He never had the knowledge of it. I mean, you just look at the, like, the trials and tribulations that the movie showed that he went through. Um, to the point where even the, I think one of the most famous lines that I remember from the movie, he said, like, I've never, I've never seen that before. And the, and like the mama said, like, what? A bed. 
and that was one of the cold that's one of the like most memorable lines from that movie mm-hmm. and it was stuff like it was stuff like that it's where like that ain't being seen as a dumb idiot that's just a guy who no 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 that that's oh, not what, yeah you, i know i know that that's not what you said it's just like how i kind of look at it it's just i get a person that who is just kind of misfortunate I, that's how i took it i get that misfortunate person no and that that's valid it's just the, the question again is how much of that was dramatized for movies to be honest with you i don't think we'll ever get the full details on no. it, so we'll never truly know it's just like you know it is what it is. You hate you hate to hear about it, but it is what it is. I hope it gets resolved. Yep. It's it seems like, and this is going to get dirtier before it gets better. So this is this is about to be interesting. So the biggest thing with me, like I said, it, I, I just I wanted to be sorted out. If Michael's never received any money for his story, that's a prop. Like so, that's an issue. But anyways, let's move on. Let's talk about preseason. Football's back. It doesn't count, but football's back, and I'll take it. Football back, that's all that matters. Don't matter what it is. Pee-wee, recreation, high school, college. Well, we got a few more weeks until college, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. Preseason's well, here. Jackson State and South Carolina State, they're playing They're playing uh, the kickoff game this on um, this weekend. That'd be um, good. So, you know, college football's officially back, but you'll see. But you get the point. Yeah, no, I get the point. It, it's, and for me, like, some teams look really good. Uh some teams look bad. A lot of the rookie quarterbacks had their, you know, aches and pains, which we all knew that they would. So, like, this isn't really news for anybody. Um, out of all the rookie quarterbacks, who do you think performed the best? The the top five. If we, I mean, Aiden O'Connell um, looks good, but we're not going to get into Aiden. Hey, you could even call out Malik Cunningham because I was literally about to say him. Malik looked good. You can say Malik Cunningham. Um, around those guys, I don't think none of the top five picks that were at, at quarterback from this past draft, they looked particularly good. I mean, Bryce Young, he almost got killed out there. He mm-hmm. was four for seven for, I think, 20, 20 something yards, 40, or like 40 something yards around that range. Like, he was that, he was that. Much improved. He was that much improved. Well, mm-hmm. not much improved, but it was that. Uh, Anthony Richardson, um, C.J. Stroud. He didn't look the best, but then again, he was going against Bill Belichick, and we all know what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks outside of Tua Tagovailoa. Um, you know, you're just going to look bad against Bill Belichick. Doesn't matter if it's the preseason or in season. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, Anthony Richardson. He didn't look his best, but he's going against Buffalo. Uh, Bryce Young, he had to go against the Jets. Mm-hmm. And Will, Le- Will Levis is Will Levis. Um, that's re- that's really about it. I think the best performing quarterbacks from rookies were O'Connell and uh, Cunningham. And Cunningham, for sure. So, Will but, Levis went 9-14. Uh, time, time, time will tell. I mean, we, we're about to get into week two of the preseason. So, only we'll see. It's just like, I, I if, I'm the, if I'm the coach or the GM, you rather your your investments struggle now, get the interceptions out the way, get to take the sacks now, get you like it's immediately to a swimming lesson. You jump in the water, go ahead, get wet. Get used to the feel of it. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get used to the feel of it, find a way to make that thing work. Cause like you gotta work with what you got. Um, neither squad outside of uh, Anthony Richardson with the Colts 
have a very potent offensive line. Right. Houston's look bad, and the Panthers look bad. So there's not really much you're going to do. You just hope they improve and just got to be able to just got to be able to work with it. So, you know, this, time is, will this is why I felt the way I did about the Titans. Titans offensive line still isn't good. It's all right, but it's Titans still Titans. Titans. Titans offensive line still isn't that good. So the stats uh, for Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud, I'll have to dig up. Uh, which I mean, oh my God, why much? Bryce Youngs weren't that much better, anyways. Um, but Levis was nine of 14, 85 yards, one interception, one rushing or one rush for six yards. Anthony, Anthony Richardson was seven of 12, 67 yards, one interception, two rushes for seven yards. CJ Stroud, two of four, 13 yards, one interception, two rushes for six yards. So, Levis did get the most action, which is why his stats are a little skewed. Uh, but I would love to point out that I watched Buddy throw a screen pass into the dirt, which doesn't look like, you know, top quarterback prospect to me. Uh, <laughs> like, look, here's my thing O'Connell and Lee Cunningham looked the best. They did, they looked the best. And honestly, Dorian Thompson Robinson's been looking great these last two games. He's been looking really, really good. But I don't want to. I, I want to keep it with the top picks. I want to keep it there. Out of all those guys, I still think that Richardson showed the most with what he had. So every interception that was thrown was a ridiculous interception. Well, it, okay. Here's here's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. The guys that performed the best. You can't draw. You can't draw too much into that because they're not going to start week one. Cunningham's not start. Uh, Cunningham's going to be a third stringer. Yep. And then O'Connell. He ain't start. O'Connell's with the Vikings, right? No, O'Connell's with the Raiders. Okay, except maybe him. He O'Connell won't start. start week one, but he might be starting by week five. He'll start week five because the right uh, because you you never know when it comes with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I refuse to call him Jimmy. Jimmy broken feet. No, I ain't gonna go that far. But anyway. Uh, My name is Jimmy Garoppolo. I was born with I glass mean, bones and paper okay. skin. O'Connell, O'Connell might have a chance because it's the because of the Raiders, and they mm-hmm. really have no future at that quarterback position because they let go of Derek Carr, who actually looked really good in that Saints uniform. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much how you're gonna look at it. Really, those two guys that perform well, they're not really gonna play a whole. They're not really gonna play a whole lot. The only chance you, um, O'Connell got the best chance because the Raiders have no future at that position. So, now, here's my question: uh, hmm. uh, We talked about rookie quarterbacks. Um, who out of like, let's talk about the rookie class in general. Who looked the best to you? Whether it's the, whether it's offense or defense. Who are you like, asking? Who what... Hmm. Honestly, it, it's. Trying to pull up a couple people. I mean, it, it's for me. Hmm. I mean, Dorian Thompson Robbins has been looking great. Okay. But if we're just looking at first round picks, I mean, Will Anderson looked good for the nine snaps that he had. He nearly got, he, I mean, he almost got to Bailey Zap within the limited snap count that he had. I got two guys. I got offensive defense. I wanted, still- to go, I wanted to go Will Anderson. Um, Jalen Carter looked good. That's where I was about to go. 
Jalen Carter looked really good. And Jalen Carter, Carter looked good on defense. He, here's what I'm tired of. I, 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 so, NFL Rookie Report or whatever the, whatever your name is on Twitter, you'll see me clown him all, with the ITA bad take uh, handle all the time because I'll get explicit with it. This one we try to keep clean. Put something out saying that to the point where um, Albert Breer actually retweeted it uh, or re-X'd it or whatever we're calling this thing now, basically saying that, you know, I can't – he said, like, I can't believe that, you know – Jalen Carter fell to the fit or fell to Philadelphia. Like, oh my God, like what what a lucky thing. And he's like, are, we we all know why he fell. Like, it didn't take dumb luck. It took the fact that Philadelphia was willing to take a chance on him with his off the field issues. All, despite all the off the field issues and the way the media was gonna project them. Yes. So they took the chance, and that's why they did that, and that's it. To claim about it, Philly, they could take the risk because of what they already have. They were the perfect situation for him. Mm -hmm. They could handle, okay, if this don't work out, we're good. If it works out, we're we're great. Yep. Not a lot of teams could do that. Not a lot of teams were willing to risk that. Philly was, and now he's in a perfect situation. Thus, the reason why he was one of the people that impressed me because he had a move on uh, number sixty, where he got to the where he got to the quarterback fast, and I'm saying like, y'all, that's that's a whole lot of potential. And imagine he gets through a year where he uh, get through a year. Hopefully, he stays healthy mm-hmm. and he continues to improve, learn learn the system. He's gonna be dangerous. Uh, the offensive play, the offensive rookie that impressed me. I got mine. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go back and think. For me, it was Anton Harris. It was the guy we drafted to play right tackle. Okay. Uh, Buddy, okay. He, so he zero pressures on his, he only got 11 snaps because he went out with the first stringers. Zero pressures on 11 snaps against Dallas, who Micah wasn't starting, I don't think. But Dallas, I don't give them many compliments, but I will say that they do have a good defense because that one's hard to ignore. They have a good defense. That's the oh. only compliment I'll give them. Okay, now I got mine. Mine is Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers look good. Zay Flowers yeah, I'm excited good. about. He, he looked unguardable because he, he's known com, coming in, known for his route running. No, scratch that, known for his speed. Mm-hmm. But, dog, he had some routes on a, on, on Philly's defense where I think he had three or four penalties all were be, all because they was covering Zay Flowers. He mm-hmm. impressed me a lot with his route running. And if he's able to do that come, come the regular season, Baltimore is going to be Baltimore is going to be very very a tough out because you look in that division and we already and I know we already talked about the AFC North before uh, I still got Cincinnati winning that division but Baltimore is not going anywhere because now we're really getting to a point where offense wins championships even though it's kind of looked like that but you still need defense to be able to win championships as well Absolutely. but Zay Flowers impressed me a whole lot along with Jalen Carter I do want to get into something real quick. Hmm. And I was listening to Colin Coward. This is one of the rare things that um, where I actually agree with him, and I agree with a lot of things that he says, just in a, just in a very particular way. One of the things he he pointed out is there's a lot of teams that are loading up on playmakers than defenders. Mm-hmm. You look at Seattle; we definitely could have used a Jalen Carter. 
what did we do? We drafted Jackson Smith and Jigger. So now you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN. Uh, also, you still got Noah Fant, Kobe Parkinson at the tight end position along with Will Disley. And you got um, Kenneth Walker the third. So, at, uh, so Seattle's loading up on offense. You look at um, you look at uh, uh, you look at Baltimore. They loaded up on offense as well. You got Odell Beckham Jr. in free agency. You got Zay. You drafted Zay Flowers. You still got like Devin Duvernay, who was a speedster. He's still mm-hmm. out there. And you still got Mark An- Andrews, who's a top two tight end in football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at that. Everything's gonna lead back to chasing Kansas City because they're like they're the standard right now in the NFL, primarily because of the offensive play calling, their quarterback, and the playmakers that they got around Patrick Mahomes, which he's at a point in prime where he can make any receiver look good. But you still got to be able to load up around playmakers. If you don't have an elite quarterback, or you have a, like a, a mid to above average quarterback, you got to load up on playmakers to make that quarterback look that good. That's all. Like that's where we're at right now. You're starting to see a less focus on defensive oriented. Because I because remember when I talked about how defensive minded coaches are about to become extinct. There's only mm-hmm. a handful left. But you really start to get like you still really start to get to a point outside of edge rushers and DBs. We're getting more we're getting more into a point where teams that need to prioritize defense they're going to prioritize off offense more often than not, except for New England. They don't. Do you know? Do you know why? I'm listening. What is more exciting? A game? What what was one of the most exciting games you've seen in recent memory? Uh, you talking about from last season or just in, in general? general? What is one of the uh, most exciting football games you've ever seen? Kansas City versus LA, Monday Night Football. Why was that? Offense. Exactly. Highest scoring. Um, I think it was the highest scoring, uh, Monday Night Football game in NFL history. Do you know what put but or what puts butts in seats? Offense. Yes, that's why. Scoring touchdowns. Be- Yes, because as much as I love a good defense, as much as I respect good defense, I do. But we're we're football fanatics. We like exactly. Because we we know ball. If you know ball, then you respect the defense. But there's more casuals than uh, there's more casual fans than they are to like the real ones. And that's something. Yep, that's actually something that uh, go listen to the episode on 1420 with Brent and Jim. Uh, They talk about the Yankees and everything. A lot of major sporting events have now become for the casual fan. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because they're more than real ones. Exactly. But baseball, but baseball that's a totally different game. No, 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 no. We'll get to baseball in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to baseball in a little bit. We'll get to baseball in a little bit. The reason why I bring that up is because casual fans spend a ton of money. Because the casual fan want, is, is going to the game as a status symbol. So they spend more money and you get more casual that, fans. Not only that, here's where we're really starting – I think the surge of casual fans started when gambling and um, what sports gambling became became legal. Yes, because yes. Since, since they made that, we got into a whole goddamn pandemic full you, of uh, full of casual fans. You opened the floodgates. You've opened Pandora's box, and which I'll take the casual fans. Um, but if you're a casual fan and you try to make some ignorant comment, ignorant and takes, I, uh, and I you see it, like you know what you're talking about. Nah, and nah. Like, if I see get, it, and then and then you get disrespectful, then that's that's a problem mm-hmm. that I always have. But like that's gonna come from nature, especially in this, especially in the world of sports. That's if always I see be. you make some cat. If you are a casual fan, 
and I see you make some stupid comment, I will. I, I, I'm hungry for blood. I'll, I see blood in the water. I will go for it, and I will go for the jugular with numbers and facts and stats and examples on why you're stupid. Because oh, especially, especially if I have the time. But no, back back to other things. We we yeah. <laughs> back to preseason. Another uh, an, a couple other good players. Zach Charbonnet looked like a steal for you guys. He did. He looked good. Now, and I think like shoot, there was a report saying that he wasn't going to play. Then he like I saw him play. I'm like I thought he wasn't going to play. But Charbonnet, dude, yeah, Charbonnet play. looked good. Charbonnet Char- looked good. Drew Locke is he's improved a whole lot since he came into the league. But that's what we do, man. We develop. Like Seattle's going to develop their players mm-hmm. that they got. There's only a handful a handful of guys that didn't make it. L.J. Coyer, uh, yeah. Uh, LJ, LJ Coyer, uh, Jermaine Effetti, um, Rashad, Rashad Penny, he started to develop, but I didn't have enough patience for him to be able to keep him for another year. I was already done with him um, uh, after last season. Uh, but that's a different story for another day. But, yeah, uh, Charbonnet looked good. I'm excited about him. But, shoot, the running back position, that's a whole, that's a whole different battle uh, in, in of itself. Do you know who else looked good? I'm listening. Uh, Bears. Fields, Fields is coming. Fields is coming. We've been saying we this. For, about, we talked. We, we have talked. Been, you mentioned we, this. I think. I think either with you or me, if the Bears do what Philly did with Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. Fields can take off. And right Fields now, Fields is coming. Here's the thing. I could not find myself. I like Detroit. I like the head coach. I can't join that bandwagon. Now nah, Fields here's is taking the it. Why. I can't disrespect Matt LaFleur and the Packers. And I've seen a little bit of Jordan Love saying, like, okay, they make, and they can make some noise. I don't trust Kirk Cousins with a stick, even though they got the best receiver in football right now in Justin Jefferson. I trust Kirk Cousins before 430. I agree with you. I'll go, I'll go with that. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday? For Kirk Come on Cousins now, you play? know the answer. Sunday, because yes. he can play at okay, one. Okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. Because <laughs> he can there play at one. Go. He don't have to play in primetime. He'll be fine. Primetime Kirk is not look, like primetime Dion. He, he, here's the thing, though. Here's the reason why I actually got a lot of faith in Chicago. It's not just because DJ Moore is there. It's not because we mentioned this earlier, DK, uh, like the trio in Seattle, the trio in Cincinnati, the trio, the, uh, the somewhat trio in Kansas City. There's a mm-hmm. lot of trio. There's a lot of trios going on in football, and you mustn't have a trio of offensive playmakers to be able to win and compete in this league right now. There's a trio that's developing in Chicago, and it's DJ Moore, it's Darnell Mooney, and it's Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. That's starting to come, but here, that's not the reason. That's not just the. That's not the only reason why I'm starting to have faith in Chicago. Their defense looked like it's getting back to rushing the passer. That's the they other don't have guy. A match. No. But their secondary is highly underrated. It got some playmakers out there. They still got Eddie Jackson, and we know what he's about. They still got some young linebackers. But Zach Pickens, that that's who I was going to shout out. That was my next there. thing. He looked uh, good. They looked look good to be able to get after the uh, get after the um get after the quarterback because you look in this division. The best offensive line in this division is is, is still the Packers. It's mm-hmm. still the Packers. They still yep. got they still got David Bakhtiari in the, and the boys. It's still them. Which is the what's going to help Jordan Love. Ball is either going to be the Packers or um, Packers Chicago or um, Lions. Lions. 
if Chicago is able to sustain the run and if they're able to run the ball effectively because you still got fields and you still got a running back committee, mm-hmm. they can make some noise. And not to mention, nobody wants to go to Chicago after November. No. So I said, nobody wants to go to Chicago in October. So nobody wants to go to Chicago in September. No, it's good. Okay, it's, I think Chicago's decent. Since no, I know. I'm just yeah. messing with you. I, I'm messing with Chicago. Chicago. But I look at it. But um, the way you, I look at it, Malort away from me. After the, like, at, they were the most impressive squad in like in preseason week one to me. Chicago so looked good. Field, it, I saw a lot of chemistry with him and DJ Moore, and I saw a whole lot of play. And I saw a whole lot of plays being made on both sides of the ball. I'm starting to have faith in them. Here's the other question I got: Do they got a kicker? Who is their kicker? I don't know. That's the question. Do they got a kicker? <laughs> if they don't have one now, they'll have one at the end of preseason after cuts. We hope they'll have one. Um, but that I think yeah. the bear, Bears are going to be good. Bears are going to be really good. Um, they've already announced that Will Rit- or uh, that Anthony Richardson is going to start Week One against the Jaguars. I'm happy for AR. I'm happy for AR. I really am. For the Jaguars. He start. Let me hang on. Let me do, wait. You said he's going to start Wilson. Week One against the Jaguars. You said four. My bad. Anyways, my I'm happy for AR. Uh, I and I've been saying it. I we've been saying these. Right, you're I, a Gator. You're a Gator. Got to remember that. Got to remember that. You're a Gator. But, it, but here's here's also the thing. I've been saying it for months now. I think Richardson has the highest ceiling of any of these quarterbacks that got drafted. He has the highest ceiling, but he also has the lowest floor. You're talking he about talent. Go, he's going to get eaten alive by that Jaguars defense, and I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Lock it in now, Jaguars week one win. Let me see, let me see that call schedule. Cold Hold schedule. Up. Yeah, no, do you think? It, it's and another thing, too, I will say, I'm still not going to take back what I said about Will McDonald being a bad pick. You're talking about for the Jets, right? Yes. And didn't here's why. A, didn't he just get a facial piercing? I don't know, but here's why I'll say I'm not taking that back yet. Mm. That Panthers offensive line was atrocious, bro. It's a Jets defense. They're gonna be like I think they're gonna. I think they're are they the number one fantasy defense going into the season? I don't know, but it's I gotta. I they're definitely. Up, I, the, Quinn Quinnen Williams, he's about to go into a career man. We'll he's see. about to like last year he was high on the top 100, mm-hmm. like well he was mid the top 100. Next year, he's going to submit himself as a top three D tackle. If not, he could have the he, uh, if not, he could be the best D tackle in football. Now, I understand AD is still alive and he ain't retired, but Quentin Quentin Williams can possibly catch uh, catch him. Not correct. I'm not saying he's going to be better than him. So mm-hmm. everybody, listen to me carefully. I think he can catch him as being the best D tackle in football right now. Not all time, right now. That's all I'm saying. But I got the Colts schedule. Uh, let's look at the, let's look at teams who got pass rushers. The Jags, mm-hmm. Baltimore, mm-hmm. L.A. He's in for a rough first few weeks. Is that is that weeks one, two, and three? Okay, L, L, yeah, that's uh this I'm like that's three out of four. That's three out of four because the Jags week one, Houston week two, Baltimore week three, and then L.A. week four, and that's in L.A. Which will be all right. He's gonna have a long season. Uh, then like we get, let's see, Tennessee. They got uh, Tennessee. Look, Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Simmons is Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got the Jags again, week six. He got Miles Garrett after that. He got Cam. He got Cam Jordan and the boys after that in, mm-hmm. in New Orleans, like against New Orleans. 
Carolina got an underrated defense with the, uh, with the Spider Man himself, Brian Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. Then he's got to go. Oh my God, he got to go against the team that led the whole league in sacks last season. He's got a long he season ahead of him. He got no. He got no. He got New England, and we know what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. He's got a long then I, season then ahead he, of him. Then he got a buy. Then he got a buy. He gets the rest, and then he got to go back to another team that could get after the pass rusher with Shaq Barrett in Tampa Bay. Then he got to go against the Titans again. Then he got to go against Cincinnati. I know they got Trey Henderson, but I think he might get a break after that. But then he got to go against TJ Watt the week after that. And then he got to go against Atlanta, whose defense did show a low, whole lot of improvement, albeit it was in against Tua and the Dolphins, but their defense has shown improved because they still got great Jared and the boys. He's got a long season. Ahead then of he got to go against Max Crosby and the Raiders, and then he finally gets another break if he's able to survive the whole season of finishing off with Houston. He's got a long season ahead of him. Uh, I'm interested to see how this plans out. I'm interested to see how the free agency, how Zeke and Dalvin play with their new teams. I, I, it, Zeke is Zeke is in New England. And, Zeke will be uh, interesting. Dalvin, I, Dalvin, I, if I'm Dalvin, C O O K is now a G is now a J E T S. If I'm if I'm Brees Hall, I'm mad. I'm not. Okay, I get why. Okay, get, I get why you're saying he should mm-hmm. be mad. But understand this: this the life that running backs are. No, in I right get now. it. Is like unless you were Derrick Henry, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get all like all the carries in the world because your body can't take it. The value of them has depleted, and now more teams are getting more to a whole back a whole back committee. No, I understand. I I know, I know how it works. It's. Yep. I would just be upset because I'm like, all right, I like I'm supposed to be the dude. Like, what's going on? But I, I, I also get it from the Remember, Jets. Remember, he did come off. The, he did come off of ACL. Injury. No, I know, and like I said, I get it from the Jets' perspective. It'll be interesting to see how this plans out. Um, I still don't think the Jets win in ten games. <laughs> I, don't I still know, don't man. think they win in ten games. We, we gotta see. We gotta see because we didn't see Aaron. Rod- we didn't see Aaron Rodgers uh, play a preseason and play a preseason game. We don't know how their offensive line is going to pan out as well because there's been a lot of reports that they haven't been that good. No, uh, and you look at and we talk about the Jets. Hey, they got to play New England twice a year, and they got the best pass rusher. They got to play Buffalo twice right a year. They got to play Miami twice a year. Miami's all, uh, Miami's front is still like it's it's still a work in progress. I know they still got Bradley Chubb, but it's not them, bad. But it's not bad. I mean, he's just gonna he's just gonna have to go through a lot. But again, we'll see. Um, now, as for Zeke, I'm happy with Zeke. He's finally free. Mm-hmm. He's finally free. I bet you, like he went to church immediately in whatever church that he could find in Boston, and said, "Look, I'm free. Thank the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. No longer chain. No longer chains holding me. My soul is resting. It is a blessing. Thank the Lord, I'm free from Big <laughs> yeah. I love it. I was laughing over what you said, so I might have saved you, but I heard it. Um, and that that's where I'm at. But like, well, while we're talking about running backs, and we'll, we'll actually let's get into baseball real quick before we get back in the last question because we're we're running out of time here. Yep. Um, I'm so happy that the Braves are proceeding to just cook all teams from New York. I'm happy in general because we're starting, or like my Braves are starting to get the respect. Mm-hmm. To be seen as a, a first-class organization, to be seen as the best team in baseball, 
And I understand that puts a whole lot of pressure on to us because we're breaking records on records. And we constantly see on, you know, Twitter, form, uh, as on X, formerly mm-hmm. known as Twitter, uh, a lot of people keep call, claiming that we're cheap. And that ain't the case. Alex Anthopoulos is the, be- is the best GM in baseball. He knows how to make moves, both contract, like free agency, trade, uh, like, tra- uh, like trade deadlines, getting Nicky Lopez. L- you lose Freddie Freeman, who is a brave for life and who is still the best hitter in baseball right now. But Matt Austin's been balling out. I, I was getting there. <laughs> you replace Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson, who actually from the Atlanta area, mm-hmm. and he's on pace to get 60 home runs. And I think he got less than 55 games left. Yeah, he's balling out. He's balling out. He surpassed Shohei Ohtani uh, in home runs about a while ago. Mm-hmm. Ronald Acuna, you got him extended. Austin Riley got him extended. Ozzy Albies got him extended. You got Matt, you got uh, Matt Olson on on another contract. He was able to sign, go out in free agency, get a Sean Murphy, who was. We had eight All Stars this year. You look at the job that Snit has been doing. You got him extended. The hitting coach is the best in the game. And you look at our pitching, and you look at our pitching staff from starters to finishers to closers, uh, to re- just uh, relievers. It's, it's bar none. We're legit the best uh, best team in baseball. We continue to improve. And more importantly, we continue to beat the crud out of New York teams. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Now, Sunday, that was an anomaly because we started another rookie guy um, against the Mets. So I don't feel bad. When you when you run, when you you walk people that are bases loaded, then there's only so much you can do. But shoot, you got to give them a little bit of hope. You, you keep crushing their dreams. I'm just glad that like New York fans, are accepting the reality right now. Braves own you. Braves own uh, own the division, and there's nothing they can do about it until they actually do right. But I'm just yep. glad that that and like the Braves organization is doing right now. With all that being said, this has a chance to be a historic season because the because uh, of the numbers that we're putting up offensively. We gotta win the ship. We gotta win the ship. My only concern: can we hit like we're doing in the regular season? Can we do it in the postseason? That's my only concern. And those are valid concerns. I mean, honestly, I, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be fine. I'm not I'm not too concerned about us. Um, somehow, for, for those who don't know, I, I have a dual allegiance. Uh, I have, as someone who lives in Georgia, I'm a Braves fan. I uh, have been for a little while. And then as some... Before we won the, the before we won the World Series, so calm down. But my mom also grew up as a Red Sox fan, so that's where I have dual allegiance on that. So I'm a Red Sox fan from my American League team, but Braves fan from my National League team. If you got a problem which with that, which one comes first? Which one comes first? Yes. Honestly, it. I'm. We were just making fun of casual fans. That's why I don't get too much into it when it comes to baseball because I am a casual fan when it comes to baseball. I'm a brave to the core. That's the only team I've ever loved. Now, my all-time favorite player uh, in baseball is David Ortiz. That's about it because he's a big black dude with a nice beard. Like, So I had to look up to that. that big Poppy's great. Big Poppy. <laughs> Not to mention Doctor had charisma and he had swagger and he was like that. I was never a Red Sox fan, but I was a big Poppy fan, and like I'm forever going to be that. There's no debate on that one. There's but always players that transcend the team. They I die, and it's going to be on my tombstone. There's always players that transcend the team that everybody likes. Like even 
with how heated the Red Sox Yankees rivalry is, even we had respect for Jeter. And right now, that don't mean crap right now. No, because we're both awful. Yeah, like both teams are. Like they're irrelevant, right? They're irrelevant right now. If it Let, wasn't for their history, I, there, there should be no reason that they should be on like national TV. But Boston, we knew wasn't going to be competitive this year. That's the thing, and this is why. Let's get right into because we were talking about uh, what we wanted to do. The biggest disappointments in baseball right now. Because for me, Brent, Jim, I know you're listening, and I know you agree with me. It is the Yankees. Okay. It's the Yankees. They have one of the highest payrolls in baseball. And they have one of the worst records in the American League because the Yankees don't are... They, don't they still got a guy that was an AL MVP who, who broke the single-season home run record? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he banged up? Yep. Don't they still got another guy that they took out of Miami? Yep. They have Giancarlo Stanton, who... Runs maybe a six-second forty-yard dash. My, uh, God, my God, he's been bad this year. He John Carlos Santos has been bad for the last couple of years. They, they, and here's the thing, Jim and Brent. Again, if you want more in detail, go listen to their episode. Um, they made a great point. They are wasting Garrett Cole's career. He's one of the highest-paid well, pitchers in baseball, if not the highest-paid. But Cole wanted to go there. Cole wanted to go there, but Cole might leave after next year because he can opt out after next year. So. And next year they're not going to be competitive. But the other thing about it, like even if they get rid of Boone, they're gonna get somebody else that's like them. In the GM, like I was listening to, uh, I was I was listening to like uh, Mad Dog Russo, uh, Chris mm-hmm. Mad Dog Russo. He was pointing out how their G- they've had that GM for over twenty five years. That's quarter of a century. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, shoot. I-, I guess it's too long, but only if they haven't adapt. If, if but now you you're seeing the results. New York ain't adapt. The Yankees, no. haven't, the Yankees haven't adapt. Um, but, yeah, I get why that's your disappointment. Here's where I'm going to go. The St. Louis Cardinals. They're my, they're my biggest disappointment. You lose Yadier Molina. Who do you replace him with? Wilson Contreras. Hmm. You, still got Paul, you still got Paul Grossman. He's still one of the best first basemen in baseball. And he was the NL MVP last year. Nolan, Nolan Arnauto, he's still there. Jack Flaherty, he's still there. Adam Wainwright, he's still there. And heck, mm-hmm. he even sung the national anthem, uh, uh, national anthem during the opening night, opening <laughs> day. Yep, he did. That was oh, cold. They are bad. I did not see that coming. And they got young talent. Mm-hmm. With, Gold, with Goldman and them, like they still got some talent. Paul, uh, now I know, like Paul DeJong, he ain't young, but Duke is still here. But bro, they're bad. They are. I did not see that coming from them. I thought they was gonna. I thought they were gonna run away with the division. No, they are, and it, it's dog. No. And for the people who who, who want to, and that's a good point. For the people who want to come at me too for talking about the Yankees and everything like with that too. Like this is not coming from the Red Sox fan. I mean, this is coming from the realist in me. Um, I have the highest payrolls in baseball pulled up. Uh, number one is the Phillies. Who aren't, correct me if I'm wrong, are currently what? Yeah, they're third in the National League. Real quick, the only reason why I got the Cardinals being a bigger disappointment than the Padres, Padres was dealing with injuries. Cardinals weren't. weren't. And that's what I want to get into for the Padres. Padres have the second highest salary in all of, or the payroll in all of baseball. Here's the thing, though their payroll 
their top three guys payroll wise. It's Xander Bogarts, you Darvish, and Juan Soto. Those three guys alone make up over $70 million of payroll. They make up $73, $74 million in payroll. Then you got Manny Machado, Blake's or uh yeah, Manny Machado, Blake Snell, uh Josh Hader. Those guys that that's still 13 million or 60 million for Blake Snell, Josh Hader 14 million, Manny Machado 13 million. Then you get Nick Martinez, Suarez, Rich Hill, all those guys. Nick Martinez and Robert Suarez are the last two guys making double digits for the millions. Everybody else is making eight million dollars or less that year, which I say like it's not a lot of money. So but, I'll, go, I'll go with the Cardinals real quick because Yeah, do you think? They team wise they're averaging they're averaging uh 0.25, 0.259. They got a two point. They got a point two five nine um batting average. Mm-hmm. Slugging percentage is thirty three percent. Scratch that. No, that's the OPB. Their slugging percentage is forty uh, is forty four percent because I'm rounding off. Mm-hmm. Pitching wise, uh, their highest ERA is Jordan Montgomery, who I think left the Yankees for. Uh, he's averaging three point. He's averaging three point. Four two, but as a team, as a team ERA, actually scratch it. They allow five hundred and thirty three runs on the season. Home runs one 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 seventeen. I'm looking. I'm and as a, and on average, they average an ERA of four point five three. And they're last place in their – they're fourth in the NL Central. Third to last in the National 12 League. 12 games below 500. Mm-hmm. They're 11 games out of first place and, like, let alone out, out of their division. And I'm trying to see. Oh, you want to talk about from for, for, from the Braves? No, 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 no. No, no, I was about no, to say because no. from first no, no, place no. they're twenty four and a half games back, and right now they're eight games out of the wild card spot. Mm-hmm. And somebody got to explain to me: Is Milwaukee really like that right now? They're I, all right. I, I haven't been paying attention. I There's... I really haven't been paying attention. I'm like so, Milwaukee winning that division. Milwaukee. I, like, I, I thought Yellow Juice was gone. I thought yeah. Yellow Juice was gone. Here's my thing. Milwaukee right now over the last 10 games, six and four. That's not nothing. But it's also not, you know, it, it, it's above 500 in their last 10, but it's not anything too crazy. But I mean, I don't know. It, it's I, Milwaukee's always been like a sleeper team that they'll, they'll sneak in to the playoffs. They won't win. They, yeah. They, they won't win. Yeah. They will not win. No. Um, one team I do want to see, and I actually hope that they catch them, which I highly doubt. I wouldn't mind seeing the Cincinnati Reds win, win that division. I nice. definitely, would, I, I definitely wouldn't like mind seeing them in the playoffs because just because of Ellie, uh, like Ellie Dela Cruz. Ellie Dela Cruz is one of the most one exciting of them, players in baseball right now. Exactly, I would not mind him seeing seeing that. But um, overall, the Braves locked down. Um, the Braves got the division on lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Giants are able to get onto a roll, they could pop. Like when you got 55 games left, the Giants could possibly make a run to catch the Dodgers. But the Dodgers are playing really good baseball right now, mm-hmm. so I doubt that. And you look at the wild card right now. I know it's, I know it's the Phillies, 
It's the Giants, and right now it is a tie uh, with the Marlins and the Reds. And if I had to pick, and if I had to be a believer in one, I'm gonna be a believer in the Reds more than I am the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Now for the eight, now for the eight year olds, that's another beast because the Rays got that thing. Rays got the Rays got their uh, Rays got that wild card spot. The Astros are definitely gonna get their wild card spot. Uh, Toronto, they're holding that last spot, but Seattle, they're they're cutting it close. You mean the Trash Astros? Um. But dog, they're only three games out. I'm I'm talking about the the cheating thing they did with the trash oh. cans and everything. Oh, I was talking about the Red Sox. Hey, easy, <laughs> easy. You leave my socks alone. We know we're not good. We're only three games out of the wild card. It's not like we're. That's what out I'm saying. Y'all three games out. The Yankees are six and a half games, and they already got swept by our Braves. Mm-hmm. The Angels, I want Shohei in the playoffs, man. Because if you don't get it here. Uh, like Anaheim's about to lose that dude. They ain't oh, gonna trade him. They're about to lose him. He wants to stay on the West Coast, and he will stay on the West Coast. I honestly, because the Dodgers do not, and Pop, do, don't do, no, do not go to the goddamn Dodgers, man. I don't want him to Why either. Does everybody want to go, dog. No, like people got to realize, you cannot buy a championship. It, I mean, it cannot be all bought. You got to be able to have a balance, man. You got to I have mean, a balance of purchasing and a balance of developing. The Rams would disagree with you on that. Okay, they got one championship. You said, a, you, you said A. All you said was A. You never said two. You said Look, one. <laughs> okay, baseball's different, dog. I know baseball's different. It. <laughs> You just said one, though. But baseball's different. You're right. So and here's my thing. It, it, I'm not going to bring up the Mets because the Mets are the Mets. Uh, it, it's, the Mets are always going to Met. And they. I will say their their manager has come out and done something right. He said, look, we're not going to be good next year. He's already said it. He's already setting the expectations for next year. He goes, we're not going to be good. We thought we had a window. We did not. We're going to go ahead and shut that real quick. And we're going to build for two years down the road. Now, that's what New York should do, but they never will because Steinbrenner is surrounded by yes men who do whatever he wants to do. And that's why the Yankees are six and a half games out of the wild card and why there is. He's a Vince McMahon. You said what? He's a Vince McMahon. Yeah. And that's why they're a sub 500 team. And that's where they have the third highest payroll in baseball and nothing to show for it. You have nothing to show for it. it. Jim, Brent, be happy. I'm getting mad for you. Um, <laughs> but that's just where I'm at with it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I will say, uh, the most excitement I've had in baseball is the strong right hand from Cleveland to the glass jaw of Tim Anderson. <laughs> I know you saw it. I know you saw it. I love it. I love it. And here's why I love it. And I want to see this more in baseball. And here's why I want to see it more in baseball. It's – I want to see like it more hockey? in baseball. You like hockey and have fights? Well, yeah, but it's also it, – it's the, the the umpire did the right thing. The umpire saw people coming. He saw it was yep. getting heated. And he, he's like, he made I'm a out. business decision. He ducked. He made a business decision. Like, if, the league, if the league want to go back and say, like, did you even try to stop that's like, yes, it's on the film. I tried to stop it. There's nothing I can do going against two big grown men that are stronger than me. Mm-hmm. And no one likes Anderson. Apparently, Anderson's a dirty player. 
and he talks a lot of smack and pisses everybody off and he pissed off the wrong guy. There's a in the graph between mess around and find out there's a point where they intersect and he found that point. Okay. But I, I now do, let's get into it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to the defense of my fellow my fellow Bama grad Tim Anderson. It, no, no, he got caught. He just got caught. Is that oh, he? He got he slapped. Got but... caught. But understand this: when they squared up, he had the stance right. Keep your fist high, mm-hmm. cover your face. He went the two. His two jabs were all in his right hand. He did not throw a left. By the time he was actually about to throw a left, he got caught. And Ramirez, he swung that right one, but his head was down. He didn't see it coming. He just got caught. Shout out to Ramirez because he did. And I'm not look. We're not we're not fighting analysts. I like to lead the boxing to the professional, especially after what happened to um, Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford. But though he got caught. It wasn't it wasn't no Crawford versus Spence Jr. type fight. That was just a situation where Ramirez. I ain't gonna say he got lucky, but he made the right swing. Tim Anderson just got caught. Yeah. I'll give you that he just got caught, but also like this is why he plays baseball and isn't a boxer. Dude might have a glass jaw. And he got he you got knocked <laughs> again. We're keeping it clean, so I'm not gonna say it, but y'all know where I'm going with that. And I want to I want to end on this with baseball, and then I we'll get into the one question we have for each other after the show, which we we were on the same page with the question, and I think we're gonna agree on the exact same statement. Brent and Dave on their show about um one of those recent shows, which again, uh, shout out to y'all's anniversary coming up. I think it's three years you guys have been doing this. Congrats. Um, but they, God we make it that far. Oh yeah, I think we will. But we um you don't hate me yet. <laughs> I don't think I ever will. I pre- I'm the same boat, man. You know I love you. But we were um they they made a good point where they were talking about a lot of these, you know, they they talked about it with hockey, but I think it's translate to the Yankees and it translates to a lot of professional sports right now. And tell me if you think I'm right or if I'm wrong. A lot of these professional athletes right now love to win. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody loves to win. But the dogs... That's, and the, that's, what, that's what the business is about. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. The dogs who stay in the league forever, the ones who remembered, and the ones who always are the ones that we talk about as some of the greatest ever, aren't the ones who just love to win. It's the ones who hate to lose. I don't want people who love to win on my team. I want dudes who hate to lose. If you hate to lose, I want you on my team because you're going to do everything in your power to get the W. I, it's more like that one motivator once said, when you want to win bad enough as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Yeah, you don't you don't love to win, you hate to lose. Okay, also, there's two things I don't get. How the heck are the Rangers this good? How the heck are the Rangers good right now? Uh, the Texas Rangers. Um, and also, how far can the Baltimore Orioles go? Because I like the young talent that they got. With Baltimore. And Gunnar, and Gunnar Henderson. And I love me some Felix Batista. Here, here's why Baltimore can only go so far. Baltimore can go until they have all of their payroll. Right now, they're Baltimore, doing it right. They're doing it. They're doing it cheap. But and they're also, doing it right. They they're building through their farm system, which is the way you. There's tools. There's two schools of thought when it comes to professional sports. Build through the draft and your farm system when it comes to baseball. Build through prospects or build through veteran talent and trades and acquisitions based on that. 
But you still One, gotta have some, you still gotta have young talent. Exactly. So it's finding that balance between the two. What's happening with I gotta see how many years are left. If I could find how many years are left on their uh how many years are left on it. The thing with a lot of their players, a lot of their young guys, they're not making a ton of money. When you get some of these young guys who are ready to get paid. Because remember what happened with Giancarlo Stanton when he was down in Miami? He was doing fine. Marlins don't pay anybody. And they snatched him. And he got paid. So it's trying to find that. that I uh, Jim and I talked about this at one point months ago. The Orioles will be good for another year or two. But until one of those guys gets a massive paycheck from a team who's willing to spend a ton of money, that's when that, that starts to end. So it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. But I think the Orioles can be good for a little bit longer, but they're not going to be they're not going to be good forever. I think their window is open now and it might be closing in the next couple of years. It's going to close when one of those key young pieces is due for a big contract. Uh also Baltimore, you cheap owners well, a garbage it's person. Depend on how they really manage manage the, like manage those contracts. Mm-hmm. It it's it if, how do I put this? One of them is going to want to get paid big money because one of them is going to be one of the top 10 players at the position if they're not already and they're going to want to get paid like that. And if the ownership isn't willing to pay you like that, then you're going to go somewhere else. And right now in the world of sports that we're in, thankfully, you have the luxury to do that and chase your money. Now, what I will say, get your money when you've earned it. I am livid. It, look, I, I'm happy that Herbert got his cash, but I'm furious that a guy with a barely 500 record gets to set the quarterback market. That's, that's what I have an issue with. That's, that's just how it is. But like, here's the thing, though. But that's the problem. That shouldn't no, no, no. be how it is. It, it you ain't done but shit. Here's the thing. But here's the thing. It's, they're, they're basing it on potential. It's the same reason for a running back. You're getting paid of what you're about to do. That's really That's really it. He's about to blow another playoff run. That's what's going to happen. He's going to make $30, 40000000 million doing it. True, but he's still going to be able to put butts in seats. And that's what these businessmen are going to try to do. Which is hard Which is hard to do in L.A., which is full of casual fans. But that's you it. Got, no, it's casual fans, so like basically you must have a superstar. You must have an attraction, a stage attraction, which Justin Herbert is. He is. He absolutely is, and I'll give him that. But that's about it. It's, look. Here's my thing with him. Because he's not being like, bro, it's, Mahomes owns that whole division. Like, uh, Mahomes owns that division like he, like a, like a farmer owns land. Mm-hmm. If you want anything out of this land, you got to come through me. <laughs> Justin Herbert, uh, starting in 2025, is going to be making $22 million a year. Which for a guy, which I, I talked about it for a dude who has a sub barely a barely five hundred record. I think he's like twenty six and twenty five or something, or twenty seven and twenty six. He has one more win than he has losses, and he's got two ties. Two ties. You've been in the league for three years. <laughs> what are you doing? How do you have two ties in three years? That Justin Herbert is a dude who loves to win, but he doesn't hate to lose. True, but I'm trying to think. How can you have two two thousand three years? I mean, like, 
You be mid. Hey, no, no, I be, call that a I call that I call that a, a professional businessman. Be be the stat god, but be mid because you, you have keep building, look, just keep building up. Sooner or later you'll get a tuxedo and you'll have something to use those ties for. Justin <laughs> Justin Herbert. The only dog he has in him is like a little teacup Yorkie type thing. Or I'm like not going to look. He, he got a corgi in him. He, that, that's about I'm it. Criti- I'm critical on Herbert just simply because he has top five. He has top five talent at the quarterback position. He's getting a whole lot of love because of the stuff that he can uh, that he's done as far as just a talent level throwing, like throwing the football, how far he throws, and making yeah. huge fourth on um, like fourth down, fourth quarter plays. Right. I give him respect on what he do. He's if he's um, like now he's considered in that tier two, tier three range, which means you got to win. You have the talent. You've shown it. You've shown the potential of what you could do, but you got to win. You must win because because I always go back to this until he gets this done and until he's able to make me forget, which I haven't forgot. He was in a week 18 game in Las Vegas. I lied. He has no ties. He's 25 and 24. I'm a liar. Okay. Let me let me correct myself for y'all. Tweet at me. Calm down. I, I I've corrected myself. By the time you're hearing this and have finished typing, I've corrected myself. So don't do it. Um, but go ahead. Sorry. There was a week 18 game that he had against Derek Carr and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Winner of that game goes to the playoffs to face the uh, to face the Cincinnati Bengals. And he went the to same the tie. playoff the same play the same playoff series where we had I think not one not two but three overtimes. In that playoffs, from wild card to divisional all the way to the championship game. Mm-hmm. And what was the main topic of conversation? Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh and the and the inferior Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Everybody kept throwing in and like those were the those were the main topics of conversation, especially in AFC. And a lot of people want to bring Justin Herbert in that conversation. Dude didn't even make the playoffs. Right. He finally did it. He had a 20, he had a, uh, a 20 plus lead. And blew it to the guy and blew it to the guy that's coming up in Trevor Lawrence. He got so that's why I'm critical. You want to be top five at that position. You have the talent, yes. But you must be able to produce the wins. Patrick Mahomes has the talent and he got the wins. Joe Burrow, he got the talent, he's got beat up, and now he got a win and he had a Super Bowl appearance. The inferior Josh Allen, he got the talent, he got some wins because that division was weak at the time, but now it's starting to build up. He still got the wins. He still got the division. He still got some playoff wins. But they're still jury on out, and they're still jury on him. Herbert got the talent. He must shock up the wins. Last year, he got a he got a lone monkey on his back because he was able to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This season, oh, there's some pre- there's gonna be he ain't the most pressured guy no more. But there is some pressure on him. Here's he my thing. Mentioned in that same tier as Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. And hurts. Here's my thing. I'm tired of the argument. We didn't have. He's been throwing to scrubs and walk-ons his whole no, career. Heck he, not heck no, he got he's, a tree. There's a tree on there. There's a tree on with a charger right now. I am so tired of this because let me pull. Because this means one of two things. This means that every receiver you've ever faced is better than your guys. That means Eckler's a scrub. Let me let me go through their top five receivers this past year. Just on yards. Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Gerald Everett. So you you mean to tell Gerald me Everett, Tal- 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 Austin Eckler pro bowler, Mike Williams pro bowler, 
Keenan Allen, Pro Bowler, one of the best slots in football. Josh Palmer, terrific deep threat. He's been in the game. He's only been in the league for two years. And now you just drafted another top tier on prospect wide receiver. I'm not sold on I'm not sold on him as a top I'm prospect. Not so, I'm, and we don't see Jersey out, we'll but see. he has we'll looked, he has looked good. He has looked good. But now you put and you put more weapons with Herbert. So something's gotta show. Something must be produced. Wins must follow. It's one of those things where so it, it either all these guys are scrubs. So you either admit that all your receivers are scrubs or your argument is invalid because you're dumb and don't know ball. And I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the whole, we don't have any receivers. No, he better figure it out. He better get the wins. He better start producing on that one because guess what? If he does not and he stays behind Patrick Mahomes in his entire career, you know what he's going to be? A more talented version of Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. It, it's and honestly, you get all the talents with you, but you ain't producing out one rent. Chargers need to spend money on a training staff. Heavy judge. All right, like I know rings are over. The ring argument has been used way too much, but that's the business and that's the world that we're in. Championships put you at another tier. That's how the game goes. Mm-hmm. Chargers need to. Uh... Honestly, Chargers need to figure out uh, what's up with their training staff because they only had, I think I can count on two hands the amount of players they had play 10 or all 17 games last year. You're not wrong. And not to mention, they almost stabbed a dude. No, they did stab a dude. Yeah, they did. They beat the LA Tyrod Taylors if I was him. But we got uh, we got one question we got to get into because this has been a bit of a long episode. All right. um, and this is a question you and I have talked about before. This is the big question. Um, I am not taking a shot at Manziel when I say this. Um, I, I'll take one shot. I'll take one shot at Manziel. And when he came out and said, I didn't watch any film. Dog, we know. <laughs> we know. That was apparent. Trust me. We could see it. That's the only shot I'm going to take at you. I'm not going after any any addiction. I'll never go after addiction habits. No, I won't go after any sort of mental illness. Please add, con- please add the context in what you're trying to talk about. What I will say is he came out and said all of the stuff that he did that Reggie Bush got in trouble for. Yep. Yet Johnny gets to keep his Heisman. Yep. Give Reggie's back or exactly. take Johnny's. That's where I'm at. I already know your answer, but I'm asking anyway. Should they give they Reggie his Heisman they back? Can't, they can't. They can't compare careers. No, they, they can't. can't. They can't. No, because Reggie because Reggie both, panned out in the NFL. Reggie panned out, and I'm not talking about NFL. I'm talking about college. Because if we stay on college careers, both were exciting, both were electrifying. It's just like one beat Bama, yeah, and the other one never played against Bama when Bama was at his prime. But. We're not going to get into the other issue why they won't take Johnny and Johnny Manziel, even though I'm coming close to say it, but I don't want to say it. No, nah, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pull that card. Um, but let's just say one guy has been dealing with a whole lot of drug, uh, drugs and other stuff and partying. The other guy has been a quite really good representation of college football mm-hmm. and has been and has been around being given good analyst information in college football. Mm-hmm. So one's been representing very well. The other one, he's been quiet, hasn't been doing much. No, and and, good. and Reggie wasn't elite in the NFL. 
He wasn't, and I I can't say that he is. He but has, was good, but he was good. He's got about he's got he ten thousand. Yeah, he's got ten thousand all purpose yards, over ten thousand all purpose yards, and he's got between rushing and for his career, between rushing and receiving touchdowns, he's got what you know. He's trying to see. Hey, did he win? The, was he on that championship Saints team? I don't think so. I don't think he was. No, he might have been. I don't know. You see, but I know we got to end it. Yeah, no, we got to. I I don't know. He might have been. I, that, let us know. This is. I, I'm I'm not going to check it. I don't I don't care that much. Let us know. But he's got about nine thousand R purpose yards. Um, he's got what thirty six. Uh, yep. Rushing touch. Oh, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand ten. Yep. Yeah. So he was on that championship team, and then he's got uh, fifty career touchdowns. I mean, he wasn't a scrub. But he 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 wasn't elite in the NFL, but he panned out and he played well. Whereas one of them oh, was let's, gone let's, in let's four years. Super Bowl cha- Super Bowl champion. Um, in t- in two thousand ten in two thousand ten, first team All Pro in 08, uh, All Rookie team in 06, Saints Hall of Famer. Then we get into then we get into college. So mm-hmm. he might not have been elite, but he damn sure was good. Yeah, he was good. He was a good back. He was elite in college, and he was a good back, and he was a good back in the pros. Yep. So I mean, I, I give Reggie his Heisman back. Yep. And if you disagree, let us know. Um, I don't think anybody does, but if you disagree, let us There's know. No if you, if you can give give me a valid reason why Johnny should keep his and Reggie shouldn't get his back. Give me one. Yep. But anyway. Yeah. On that note, let's go ahead and end it. Might have run or might have run a little long. We just had a lot to get into. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. If you guys like the show, let us know. Rate five stars, comment, review, retweet, re-X, whatever the hell that app's called now. Let us know if you didn't like it. Don't be petty. Uh, don't don't be don't be moot or don't 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 be rude. Uh, don't be mean. Let just treat it like a bad date. You go your way, we'll go ours. It's not us, exactly. it's you. It's not you, it's us. Whatever helps you sleep at night. We appreciate your time. Hit us up on the socials. Hit us up at TDS and Pod on Twitter if you're looking for another sideshow um, where I scream into the void. Uh, go check out uh, Is This a Bad Take? Uh, ITA Bad Take Pod on Twitter. Uh, it's where we also do Steel and Teal with Jim. And speaking of Jim and all the other shows that we shout out during the show, if you want to get a shout out, the best way to do that is to retweet, comment, you know, interact with us on any of our socials, retweet the post, rate the show five stars. That's how you get it. And these are also shows that we listen to. So we're going to start off the top. Uh, again, shout out Flimlow Raps. Um, love your content, dude. Um, keep doing what you're doing. We'd love to have you in the show at some point if you're listening. Um, shows that we listen to as well. Go check out Jim over at Fan of the Van. Go check out Brent and Dave over at 1420 Sports. Go check out the guys over at the BS and Sports Podcast. Aaron over at Brutally Honest. Uh, go check out Dave and John over at Love of the Playing Field. The We Like Sports Podcast. The I-95 Sports Podcast. And I might be getting that name wrong. Um I apologize if I am. You know who you are. Uh, go check him out. Go check out um, Sports Bliss with Robin Chris. Go check out Sports After Dark. Always go check out Sports After Dark. If you're looking for TikTok content, go check out Chill Takes on TikTok. Darian is a friend of the show. We'd love to get him back on at some point, too. If you're looking for wrestling content, go check out uh, World or Wrestling World Podcast with Austin or the Wrestling Fan Insight. If you're looking to make sports betting outside of an NFL facility, uh, go <laughs> go check out Nate's Daily Wager or You Bet Smart uh, with Jake and Scott. 
go check out the Visit Vegas places. If you're looking for something to do in Vegas, Coil puts on a great show. Um, tells you everything you need to know about the place. And on that note, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, we will see you next time. Peace.